Welcome to A Court of Swish and Flick, A Court of Thorns and Roses podcast. To the people who look at the stars and wish, we welcome you to the fourth episode of A Court of Swish and Flick. This episode is sponsored by Jen Howard. Thank you, Jen. Thanks, Jen. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm the reader today, (laughs) a.k.a. Sarah. Today, we will be discussing Chapter 3 of A Court of Thorns and Roses. So make sure that you're following us on your preferred podcast listening platform and make sure to share this episode with your friends because if you like it, then they will too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at A Court of Swish and Flick and on Twitter at ACOSAF. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash a court of swish and flick. Supporting our podcast keeps us going and it gives you access to our exclusive Facebook group and Discord channel. Thank you to all of our current patrons so much for your support. We really, really appreciate it. If you have any questions, concerns, etc., you can send them to our email, which is a court of swish and flick at gmail.com. Go mail. <laughs> Oh, the segue. Thank you, Katie. Good mail. Tiffany. Into the village. Are you ready to go into the village? Do you know what's funny? <laughs> I know this tell book, me. I know this book is fictional, but I literally looked up. What year is this? <laughs> well, at least in movies, they do like have to have a year, roughly year, that they can base like what, um, how their clothing is going to look. But, like, what year is this? Because it's, like, she's talking about going to the village and, the tr- like, the path there, the road there is marked by black and brown snow that had been pushed down by the carts and the horses. So I'm, like, okay, so clearly we're in a time of the olden days. <laughs> okay. The olden days. I think that's the time They period. had no cell phones back then. The olden days. So, you know. And as... As these sisters are walking to the village, Nesta and Elaine are dodging the messier parts of the path, and Feyre thinks to herself that she just knows why they wanted to come, because they want to be mooches, and <laughs> they want to get something from the money that Feyre is going to make off of the hides that she is going to sell. Is she wrong? No. No. Nope. No. And... After what happened the previous night, a.k.a. doors slamming and, you know, words were said, Farah is not speaking to them. And here's a little tidbit, though. Nesta did wake at dawn to chop wood. So there's a little, uh, there's a little bit for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. I mean, right like. Now. I'm not impressed with that. She shouldn't have had to ask you twice. <laughs> You're a grown ass woman. You can get up and go and chop oh some damn wood. Oh my god! But she did. She sure. she did. You've got if you ask for something and then it happens, you have to take the action that happened. So do she you? did end up doing it. Yes, because otherwise, how do you expect people to grow? Mm, I don't know. You got to be able to give chances, Megan. Look at you. I feel like she's given Nesta enough chances. I don't know. It's been eight years. Well, it's been 11 since like their mom died, right? How many years since their mom died? Oh, yeah. 11. You're right. 11. Mm-hmm. 
It's a lot of years. <clears throat> Anyways, Farah thinks it's because she knew, she being Nesta, that they that she would be selling hides at the market today and she would have some money after so she could be like, oh, but I chopped wood for you. Let me go get a new, I don't know, ribbon. I personally don't ribbon. think that's true, but... That's what Farah's thinking. Correct. Okay. And so the scent of hot food is in the air. Spices tugged at her memory, a luxury they could no longer afford. Spices, salt, sugar, rare commodities for most of their village. So it is a poor village as like a whole. And Feyre's mind was on something delicious that she could buy when she nearly stumbled into her sisters as they halted. May the immortal light <laughs> shine upon thee, sisters. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Said the pale-robed young woman directly in our path. And all the sisters are collectively annoyed by this. This is something we agree on, and I love it. <laughs> I also would be annoyed. Like, stop. Yeah. Get away from me. Thank you. Uh, so these people were called the Children of the Blessed. Uh, when looking them up, I typed the Children of the Light because that is Wheel of Time. <laughs> <laughs> also wouldn't want to be around those people Correct. either. Hypocrites. I always, I always Am I right? Uh, children of the Blessed in my Same. head. That's funny. Oh, really? I can oh. see it both ways, though. I just hadn't seen it before. Until oh, you said Tomas, Wait, Thomas. You can see it both ways? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hope literally every time I read it, I read it as blessed. That's really funny. That is funny. What is happening? This is like Petrus O'Malley <laughs> division. Does anyone listen to the, um, has li- have listened to the... It's Children of the Blessed. I know. the. Uh, did you listen to the audiobook? I did. Oh. I listened to the first two audiobooks. Oh, so is it Thomas? Do they say Thomas? Oh, I think it's Thomas. I mean, I can, oh, I can I go back Oh, I think and... it's Thomas. I don't know. I well, I do, you a-hole. <laughs> I listened to the first audiobook, but I don't remember. But I listened to it after I read it. Thomas. Does that make a difference? No, I'm just, I just meaning think... like when I read it, I had my own pronunciation. So I didn't like get my pronunciations from the audiobook. But like I've if I heard if I was saying like then, Tomas and then I listened to the audiobook and they said Thomas, I would correct Tomas myself. Just makes me think of Thomas. a lot of toes. Don't you know? Like that's a moth. I feel like there's been something where I've read those like Tomas. I feel like Tomas is not that weird. I don't either. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> like, I don't know. Why. I just can't get over it. <laughs> something I've some type of entertainment material, whether it was a film, a TV series, or a book, someone's name was Tomas, and I can hear women? a woman saying it. The way that you just said that sentence was ridiculous. <laughs> Some kind women? of entertainment material. <laughs> I just, but I don't remember what I what it was. <laughs> All right. No, so the children of the blessed or blessed. Okay, they are a group of fanatical mortals that worship high fae. Mm. That's according to a court of thorns and roses fandom dot com uh, forward slash wiki forward slash children of the blessed or blessed. <laughs> <laughs> So the village elders usually allowed the children of the blessed Bless to stay at the market for a few hours. <laughs> We've got to figure this out. <laughs> Just messing with you. Uh, and they made people edgy and they riled people up when they were there. And I just don't think people like religion being shoved down their throats. Isn't that an odd thing to think? It know? is. Yeah. It is. Can't understand that. Hmm. Um, so they are the people that still worshipped Haifei. So the word still is interesting to me. Um, 
So was it really common to worship Haifei in the Depends past? Depends on which Haifei they're talking about. Or were you just forced to be, you know, I don't know. Favorite goes on to um, say that they were more like overlords. So, But this is also coming from her point of view because it's not 100% correct. True. So I don't, I don't know. But no, you're not wrong. Right now, they, she does think, and a majority of people do think that they were... They don't remember because they weren't alive when it happened. Right. But from what they were told, because of everything, that they were their overlords, not gods. Right. So not not worshipped. Correct. And so these high fae were not kind to people. And so this woman extends her hand to greet them. Real silver bells tinkling on her wrist. Silver bells. Some cash flow. And she asked them to spare a minute to hear the word of the blessed, <laughs> blessed, whoever. Nesta says, nope, and moves Elaine on. And this young woman had silver. She was clean and fresh-faced. So who's taking care of her? Is it Tamiflu? Probably Haifei. Do you think? Could be. Or, in, like, uh, the priestesses. That's Maybe. what I was thinking when I was thinking mm-hmm. of like uh, with like the silver and mm-hmm. that doesn't it say somewhere that she like was wearing like light blue? Yeah. And that makes me think yeah, of that. Ro- What's her name? I, am. I don't know. Name? I call her something I'm not allowed to call her. Oh. Huh. oh. <laughs> I'll see her next Tuesday. Yes, you will. <laughs> it would take but a minute, the woman said, stepping ah. into Nesta's path. No means no. <laughs> it was impressive, truly impressive to see Nesta go ramrod straight to square her shoulders and look down her nose at the young acolyte, a queen without a throne. Yes. Mm-hmm. Go spew your fanatic nonsense to some ninny. You'll find no converts here. Which is funny because they all end up liking the high fae. <laughs> I mean, technically not her because Cassian's not high fae. He's an Illyrian, but still. Still. And this is where the crowd should go, ooh. Right? <laughs> that was a roll out laugh. Uh, so the woman shrank back. But Favor notes that they, being the children of the blessed, blessed, um, can be a true nuisance if they are agitated. How so? But, like, I wonder if that, because, like, truly they do remind me of, like, Ianthe and all those Mm -hmm. dumb people. They're not all dumb. She is, though. Yeah. (laughs) But I wonder if that's some foreshadowing to the crap that she does later on. Like, come on. Maybe. I mean, she is a nuisance. She's a pain in the ass for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think those are things that are lightly giving her credit. She isn't. She's a terror. Yeah. So Nesta shows her an iron bracelet that she was wearing <laughs> and one that Elaine is also wearing. So she's not playing around. This is what you should be wearing, not some silver bells to attract those fairy monsters. How dare you wear that vile affront to our mortal friends? Go preach in another town, Nesta spat. But, like, doesn't iron do nothing to them? Nothing. Yeah. So, like... I looked do, it up, do and you it's really, like it does nothing. Are you really, like... I think hmm, it's more like an outward symbol them? of but your hatred. Well, for sure. I think that it... I think they truly think it does something, though. It does. They, they do. No, that's, that they that, do. But what I'm saying is about the accolades. It's similar to, like... It's similar to, like, Feyre thinking that fairies can't lie. It's just something when that I, got passed down. I, I completely agree with that. What I'm saying is with those accolades, if you're truly like your friends with them, 
then you Wouldn't would you know, know it does nothing. Yes. Yeah. Mm. That's what I'm mm. saying. Not the other people. I get why they think that. Yeah. And a lot of them think that crap. I mean, I'd be, I'd be like, yes, iron. Ooh, so scary. <laughs> <laughs> Can, you Can you imagine Reese like going up to somebody, like going up to Nesta and she like holds out her iron bracelet and he's just like, ooh. Ooh, ooh. jewelry. <laughs> what is, it's a Disney movie. He goes, oh, I'm so afraid. What is that from? I don't know. No. Oh, I, I keep thinking of Moana when, uh, what's his name? Tomatoa is like, oh, what does he say? Tomasatoa. Yeah, Tomasatoa. <laughs> but then he goes, I ate my grandma. That's the line after. <laughs> but I don't know the one before. <laughs> Your granny lied. <laughs> oh, but the Archeron sisters aren't the only people that hate the children of the blessed. Blessed. Um, so at this moment, I'm going to stop doing that because it annoys me. <laughs> at this moment, two farmer's wives walk by and they also don't approve. And one of them said, very loving whore. And Feyre doesn't disagree. Have we ever talked about their last name? Speaking of Archer, I think this might be one of the first Bows times. Bows and arrows. Archer. Archeron is a river oh, nice. in the underworld in Greek mythology. It's a river of woe. Thank you. Oh, because they're full of woe. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Thank you. That was good. Good for you. Yeah, I know some things. <laughs> so we find out from the other wife that centuries ago, the Fae did something to the humans and they still do it for sports. So as a first time reader, you are understanding that that something that they did and do is not a good thing. And it's kind of creepy to know that it still goes on for sport and they're so close to the wall. Like, that's pretty terrifying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just want to say, this is going back a little bit about the whole fairy-loving horror. I think that's still a really not nice thing to say, so don't do that. Agreed. Okay. <laughs> I just think it should be noted. That's not kind. It isn't. And Nesta nods in agreement and Elaine frowns in distaste, which is a big deal for Elaine, apparently, to frown. <laughs> And so the young woman went on defending her beliefs. I lived in such ignorance, too, until I heard the word of the blessed. <laughs> I grew up in a village so similar to this, so bleak and grim. But not one month ago, a friend of my cousin went to the border as our offering to Prithian, and she has not been sent back. Now she dwells in riches and comfort as a high fades bride. <laughs> And so might you if you were to take a moment to. She was likely eaten, Nesta said. <laughs> That's why she hasn't returned. But, like, do they actually eat humans? No, they're probably just dead. Yeah. No. Um, they and then I was thinking, like, but if this is true, like, I wonder what high fae. Someone we don't know. Because mm. do we even see humans over there? No. I don't think so. No. Mm -mm. Not that I remember. But honestly, like, we don't see a ton of, especially with Tamlin, we don't see a ton of, like, everyday, regular, normal Faye. You know what I mean? Like, we yeah. only see the people living everyday, in his Faye. house. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a regular, average, normal, normal Faye. I also wrote a note in my book that she, like, when she said this, but I won't say it out loud. It's due with Cassian. Oh, okay. Uh oh, oh. Feyre has never encountered the High Fae, but she calls them cruel, and she has never encountered the lesser fairies, who are vastly different looking than High Fae. But she does say that 
quote, with their scales and wings and long spindly arms that could drag you deep, deep beneath the surface of a forgotten pond. I don't know which would be worse to face. And this is at the moment where I text Sarah and I'm like, <laughs> can you tell me when Farah went into the lake and we were trying, like, she texted no, me something. She also asked me about the soldiers getting stolen. I was thinking, I'm like, wrong did person. I miss something? Wrong person. I was like, when did Hybern ever steal soldiers? Wrong book. And then I'm like, <laughs> and then I'm texting her. I'm like, is it when Farah was in the water getting the book? Oh, that's what I asked you first. And then you said when he was stealing the soldiers. And I was like, he sold soldiers. And I was like, so I don't think he did. I'm like, the queen said she's like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, she goes, it's silver flames. I'm like, oh, and it was Nesta in the water. (laughs) And then I said, hi, my name is Patrick. (laughs) No, but I was trying to make a connection with like um, Nesta going into the water and like being drugged down and stuff. That was creepy as heck. Yeah. I hated that Um, scene. It was terrifying. it was scary. But she does, like, this is really foreshadowing to her about to meet a high fae. Not even just a high fae, but a high lord. Right. Yeah. And she does think he is cruel. Yeah. Um, turns out he's not crazy kind either. Uh, he also needs some therapy. He's been <laughs> through it as well. Really, they all just need, not maybe together. They don't all need to go to therapy together. Individually. I just think of that reel where somebody's, like, running on all fours <laughs> Yes. So funny. <laughs> Isn't it the same woman? Yes. It probably yes. is. <laughs> oh, gosh. If you want some quality content, but I will warn you, spoilers, not just for um, Akatar, but she's read Throne of Glass as well. It's Peachy, Peachy Queen, Queen. Um, cosplay? cosplay. Yeah. She's amazing. Like, absolutely she's very amazing. Funny. And- um. So the children of the blessed go on to say that their benevolent, which means well-meaning and kindly, masters would never harm them. False. And Prithian is a land of peace and plenty, and they would be glad to live amongst them. So Nesta rolls her eyes, and Elaine is so ready to leave, and Feyre finally steps between them to try and put a stop to this. You're fighting an uphill battle, I said to her. And this girl says it's a worthy cause, and she says it, Beatifical, wait, beatifically. <laughs> I don't know how to say that word, but I had to look up what it was because I didn't know what it meant. And it's in a way that appears happy and calm, especially in a holy way. Ooh, so, holy. Okay. Um, and then Nesta just says it isn't a worthy cause, and they keep going into the market. <laughs> and Elaine's face looks like it is stuck in a wince, and Nesta's eyes were stuck. Dormy. Ooh. Um, so, like, it's at this point, too, that Feyre is thinking, well, like, on the way back, we're going to have to go around them so that we don't confront the children of the Blessed again. Um, so she told them that she'd meet them back here. Feyre told Elaine and Nesta that she would meet them back here in an hour and then headed off to sell the pelts. And she contemplated three different options. So there were two that were her usual buyers. One was a weathered cobbler. And I meant to look up what, flavor? what that is. And it is shoe repair. Hmm. You didn't know what a cobbler was? I didn't know. No. You put Have fruit you... <laughs> and then you put a thing. I'm just kidding. But yes, I did know that. Because isn't there that old story about the cobbler and making shoes? And had elves help him? I don't know. I got no idea. You talking about Keebler? 
<laughs> no, that's little that's little elves making cookies, Katie. Um, no, there's like an old story about a cobbler making shoes, and I mean maybe I don't know. something, something, something. You know, something. Um, and then her other usual buyer was a clothier, clothier. Obviously, somebody who makes clothes. I don't know how to say that, but someone Hello, who makes yay. clothes. I like that. Um, who came Clother. to the market from know. a nearby town. However, her third option is an unknown person who she has never seen at the market before. Orlando. Would you say she went into the unknown? She went into the unknown. Into the unknown. And she comes out a queen, kind of. hey Just like uh, both those sisters so this woman is described as a mountain of a woman sitting on the lip of the broken square fountain without any cart or stall, but looking like she was holding court nonetheless. She was a mercenary, which <laughs> Merc- mercenary, which I didn't. You sound like Snape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you are up. To something. So there's kind of like two descriptions of what a mercenary is. So one that serves merely for wages. And then also, if that's if it's used as a noun. If it's used as an adjective, it means to be like hired for service in the army of a foreign country. I think that's right. And I actually think she means the adjective. Yeah. Um, I think so too. So, because I, I just, I wasn't sure. But then, like, the more she talks about her makes me believe that it's the latter. So, she could feel how disinterested her usual buyers were. So, she approached the mercenary. And this is how she's described in the book. Her tan face seemed hewn of granite and her black eyes narrowed slightly at the sight of me. Such interesting eyes, not just one shade of black, but many with hints of brown that glimmered amongst the shadows. So she's looking at this woman through the eyes of an artist, which we've said, you know, before. Yeah. Um, which Why? I love. She's picking out colors and small details. Why? <laughs> as Are if, you going to cry? <laughs> <laughs> um, as if thinking that she wants to, like, maybe paint this one day, like trying to pick out what colors she would use. So she stops a good two feet away because of the weapons that the woman has on her. And said, and the woman said to her, I don't barter goods for my services. I only accept coin. And Feyre is guessing she's between 25 and 30. And she tells her, I have a wolf, a wolf pelt and a doe hide for sale. I thought you might be interested in purchasing them. So the woman asks if she stole them. And Feyre says, no, she hunted them herself and explains how she did it because the woman asks because she doesn't want to buy them from her if they're stolen. Um, So the mercenary takes the pelt, examines it, and says she didn't think that it was a fairy. She's wrong. (laughs) Um, But she names her price. And Feyre actually, like, blinks in shock because she is overpaying by a lot so she offered way too much and the woman points out basically that she notices elaine and nesta who are watching the transaction happen and farah is like i don't need your pity but she kind of does just saying um the woman says no but you do need my money and everyone else was distracted because of the children of the blessed so like that's why the other two options that that Feyre normally would have gone to 
um, like they looked disinterested just because everyone was distracted because of what was going on at the market. But this woman obviously doesn't care about what's going on at the market and um, offered her way too much money for this, which she was kind of doing out of pity, I think, or really just to return a favor to somebody that did this for her at one time. Pay it forward. What? Pay it forward. Pay it forward. So Feyre offers wood carvings to make it more fair, but the woman says no because she travels lightly. She doesn't want something that's not going to be useful, but the pelts will be useful. Um, and where Feyre lived, so this is again confirmation of just like how poor this entire village is. Feyre explains that it's too small and poor to maintain a standing army to monitor the wall with Prithian. So they just have to depend on the treaty that was signed. Uh, but the upper class, however, can afford to hire people like this woman to guard their lands. So really, like, it's just an illusion of comfort. Like, deep down, everybody knows that. Like, that woman's not going to be able to stop a fairy, but it makes them feel better that she's there to protect them and they have the money to pay her. So they just kind of do it for an illusion of comfort. Mm. Um, like, their entire lives, they were always told that one of the high fae could turn their bones to dust from 100 yards away. Are they wrong? Okay. I guess it, it would on depend the high on fae. the high fae. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, Reese could do that. Reese could do that. Yeah, but he wouldn't unless he needs to. I know. I'm just saying, like... (laughs) But, like, I don't think that that's something that Tamlin could do. Yeah. I think he... um, Can he mist people? Right. Like, he would have to actually, like, touch them to hurt them. I just think it's interesting that... (laughs) That doesn't matter, Toddy. Favorite to hurt her. It's complete bullshit, but some of it's real. Yeah. Well, and we also, I mean, majority of what we know is like, I don't, as much as like Tamlin is a piece of shit, I don't think he would like unprovokedly just start killing people. Um, oh, yeah. No, so, that's not yeah. what I meant. No, I no, just no, meant no. like, no, no, no. His what powers. I mean by that is, what I'm saying is, I think that the, the high lords, majority of the high lords and the high fae that we know wouldn't be the ones that would do For attacking. Sure. I think there are a ton of them that would just because they like to. And yeah. we kind of do see that they um, Well, we, yeah, we see that. Kind. But we just like, you know, with the ones that were around all the time, like Tamlin and Reese and like Lucian, mm-hmm. none of them are out there like, I'm just killing for sport. That's right. not their thing. Yeah. yeah. I think if anything, like the lesser fairies would be more prone to do something like that, like prone to attack. I mean, you're thinking like the adder or, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, like the people in the lake, stuff like that. Like, they would be more <laughs> prone to attack than the High Lords. The people in the lake. There's always lakes in these novels. Man, what is it with lakes? Man. Our favorite vacation spot. So, <laughs> these fairies can do very terrible things. They're very powerful. But Favor thinks we still try to believe that something, anything might work against them. And she talks... Well, she talks to us, the reader, that there's some stalls at the market that offer charms, baubles, which that is like one of my favorite words ever because it's so silly, Um, incantations and bits of iron. Uh, They can't afford them, of course, Um, but if they even did work, if it was true, it's really only going to buy you a few minutes to prepare yourself because running and fighting is futile against any type of fairy when you're a human. Uh, But still, Nessa and Elaine wore iron bracelets whenever they left the cottage. 
Um, she says that even Isaac has an iron cuff. And at one time he did offer to buy Feyre one, but she felt it was too personal. She felt it was kind of like a payment. Um, and it was just a reminder of whatever they were and weren't to each other. Um, so the mercenary pays Feyre and she thinks there's no possible way my sisters didn't just see the money that she put in my hand, which is a good chunk of change. Um, and there's no chance that they weren't already trying to come up with some way to persuade her of how they could get some. So the mercenary warns Feyre. That's not what I typed. I guess that does say Feyre, but that's not how you spell it. Not to go <laughs> far into the woods. And that even she wouldn't have gone as far as she did yesterday. And a wolf that size is the least of her problems. And there's more and more things slipping through the wall. So Feyre's like, well, do you think they're going to attack? And she thinks if that's true, I'm going to try and get my family together and head south, far from the invisible wall. Which, like, if you look at the map, like, going south isn't really that far away, honestly. It's not. I mean, the human lands are so tiny compared yeah. to everything else. But, like, why, if that's her, like, plan, if there's an attack, why wouldn't, I don't know why they haven't moved before then. Uh, has there been an attack? No, well, I mean, they've, you know, they're constantly threatened by fairies. They're always, like, fearful of them. And if things are slipping through the wall, why wouldn't you just leave anyway? I don't know. Well, but, like, I don't know if they, like, yes, they're fearful. True. But I wonder, correct, it's probably cost them a lot of money. But I also think mm -hmm. that, like, has there been an actual attack in their village? So she thinks maybe they're still safe. Because, like, where yeah. do the human queens live? I don't, know, I don't know to be because honest with like you. that's like, I don't think west. that far that's that's the privilege to get far yeah they're away you know what I mean yeah mm -hmm. I feel like would be wherever they are yeah yeah because like it is described that they live far enough away where they don't really care about wherever Feyre lives right it's like too far away from them to care yeah probably hmm. that's shitty but we also know that they're shitty people <laughs> <laughs> yes they are not kind and the only one that is doesn't make it out. So some important stuff that we get like some background. Um, so from the book, once long ago and for millennia before that, we had been slaves to high fate overlords. Once we had built them glorious, sprawling civilizations from our blood and sweat, built them temples to their feral gods. Once we had rebelled across every land and territory, the war had been so bloody, so destructive that it took six mortal queens crafting the treaty for the slaughter to cease on both sides and for the wall to be constructed. The north of our world conceded to the high fae and fairies, who took their magic with them. The south to weak cowering mortals, forever forced to scratch out a living from the earth. So the mercenary says, I, no one knows what the fae is planning. Um, they don't know if the high lords have just lost control over their beasts, and they're slipping through, or if the attacks are targeted. So this is our first indication of like... Kind of the former... Right? I mean, like, because of Amarantha. Right. This is our first, in, like, Ooh, little that peek name. into, like, I know. I know, into, like, what's <sighs> going on in the fairy world. But we just have absolutely no idea because right. we're still on the human side of not knowing anything. I mean, I well, guess it's a it little said, bit of both, depending on who you are thinking about. Because, like, Amarantha is sending them, but, like, Tamlin is losing control. And because he borders the wall, like, so it's kind of both. You know, it just, like, depends on what side you're looking at and the overall end game is to bust down that wall and take right. over the human lands right right Katie. but it is i mean it is all of those things are happening because amarantha right right, right. katie yes i want to be your end game 
Oh, God. <laughs> I want to be your first string. <laughs> I want to be your A-team. And get, and get. So the mercenary says, I guarded for an old nobleman who claimed it had been getting worse these past 50 years. So there's that another right there. indication. Fits right exactly. in the timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, he had he had left town two weeks ago and he told her if she was smart she would do the same because apparently a pack of Martaks had crossed the wall and tore his village apart. So Farah's like, what the hell are the Martaks? And she says its body is as big as a bear, its head is something like a lion, and there are three rows of teeth sharper than a shark. And it's mean, meaner than all three put together, and they left the villagers in literal ribbons. I'm going to take this moment to point out some things that Sarah J. Mass does. There's a couple, you know, like every writer has like those phrases that they reuse. She always reuses picking, picking nails ribbons. and ribbons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. Everyone has their style. Um, so favorite, favorite mate. stomachs. Huh? Mate. Mate. Yes. <laughs> Male. Well, they are males. They are, like yeah. They're not men. Robert Jordan always says a heartbeat and a heartbeat. Is there other things? <laughs> you just get stuck on them sometimes, you know? You just like away something, describe something, and you just use it to pieces. I don't know. To ribbons. To ribbons. <laughs> <laughs> so Feyre's stomach turns at that, and she thinks of how fragile her sisters seem. Like, uh, again, she's just constantly trying to protect her family, even when they're shitty to her. So the mercenary tells her, stay away from the wall, especially if the high face start turning up, or worse, one of the high lords. So we're, we're being set up to be very fearful of these. Just people. you wait, Henry right. Higgins. High lords coming in. <laughs> uh, coming in cold because it's snowy. <laughs> true. Until you get to the spring court, right? Then it's allergies for all. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so she says that they would make the Martaks seem like dogs. So Feyre asks her, have you ever faced any other type of fairy? And she says, you don't even want to know. And she says, is it deadlier than the Martaks? And so she shows Feyre a scar on her arm. It's described as a very muscular arm. That girl works out. And it was a bite full of poison that put her out for two months, four months till she could walk again. She also has a scar on her leg. And she thinks that might still have poison in it. So, Feyre thanks her for the warnings, and then the mercenary tells her, good luck. Another fun fact, we never learned that mercenary's name either. All these mister, not misnamed, unnamed people. Mystery yeah. names. Mystery names. <laughs> Mystery um, people. Who is this Hans? <laughs> who is this Tomas? <laughs> of the Southern Niles? <laughs> of the, of the woodcutter's son? <laughs> So Nesta pulls Feyre away from the mercenary and tells her that they are dangerous and to not go there near them again. So Feyre like looks at her sisters, sees their faces, and then asks them if there's something she should know. Because it's kind of totally out of character for Nesta to warn Feyre like she did. And so Nesta says that there are brutes who will take your money by force if necessary. Um, and it said like, it was, it was not that particular. And I don't know why I wrote man because it's a woman. <laughs> it was not that particular mercenary, um, who, rob what? I don't know. No, that particular mercenary didn't rob them, but another who had passed through like, 
<clears throat> they had. So, like, they only had a few coins on them, I guess. And mm-hmm. he had gotten mad. So she, like, doesn't finish her sentence. This is Elaine talking. She doesn't really finish her sentence. Favorite asks them why they didn't report him or tell her. And so Nesta's like, what could you have done, Nesta Sneer? Challenged him to a fight with your bow and arrows? And who in the sewer of a town would even care if we had reported anything? They have sewers? I think she was just saying, like, a sewer being, like, we're... Fecal matter goes. Yeah, I know. They have sewers? I don't think so. I think they're just using... What's an old-timey sewer? I think a sewer... Maybe they use the word sewer. How long? (laughs) (laughs) Tiffany. Well, I want to know when this is. I don't think think they mean it like an actual sewer system. No, I think they're older than we think. Is this a long, long time ago? Mesopotamium! 4000 BCE. So... All right, we'll let it go. Now talking about this. So, like, they have never had help, right, from, like, looking to why they didn't say anything. So, like, they, once they lost their fortune, they never had help from, like, one, any of their other friends or, like, anybody else in the village, really, that we know of, unless they had money, right? So they've only ever known people looking the other way when something bad happens. So in their head, they're like, well, who would we even ask for help? No one helped us then. So why would someone help us now? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know because if a man wanted money and then he got mad, it wouldn't be too far of a stretch to say that he did something. So like, also if they were assaulted and not just robbed, that can add a whole other layer of like why they didn't say anything, why they didn't report um, the person, mm-hmm. but also like, we don't know who would they have? Like, I, is there like a mayor of this town? Who knows? Hmm. Um, they but have also, elders, huh? They have elders. She said earlier. So would they have even done anything or would they just have been eh. like a lot of times when something happens to women, they're just dismissed and they're like, well, you shouldn't have done that. You should have been walking there. You should have been wearing that. You shouldn't have been this blah, 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 blah. Let's not, you know, point the finger at the people that, are wronged maybe and talk about the people doing something wrong. Correct. What a weird concept. (sighs) Um, but also like we have talked about them being like, uh, both of them really being a prideful people. So like maybe they, their pride was hurt that they did get robbed. And maybe if Feyre had been there, she would have caused up a big stink and he wouldn't have done it. Maybe that's what they were thinking. I'm not saying this is true. I'm just thinking along the lines of what they might have done, like what might've happened in that situation. Part of me doesn't think that they would have gotten that. Maybe they didn't get uh, like assaulted because they do bring up like Nesta brings up what happens to her later on. And it's noted. So I wonder like had something happened if we would have read about it later on, but I don't know. I don't want to put words in these fake people's mouths. (laughs) (laughs) How kind of you. So Feyre is in like, well, what about uh, Thomas Mandre? Like, couldn't you have told, like, why wouldn't you have told him if you're so in love with him kind of a thing? Um, But before Nesta really replies, Nesta sees someone behind her and tells Feyre that her friend is waiting for her. So then we see Isaac Hale and we get a little bit more information from him. So he's the eldest son of the only well-off farmer in their town. He's lean. With brown, shaggy hair, somewhat handsome. I think it's described as relatively handsome in the book. Soft-spoken and reserved, but with a sort of darkness running beneath it all that had drawn us to each other. Uh, that shared understanding of how wretched our lives were and would always be. Um, but they, you do see him later on, like, past all of this. And he does seem happy, so maybe because he's not with his father anymore. 
Um, so they had known each other's, like, of each other's existence since she had moved to the town, but they really didn't know each other, um, until they ended up, like, walking the main road together one day, and, um, he had eggs with him, because, you know, he's a farmer, and that's one thing farmers might have. And so they ended up talking about eggs the whole time, and, again, it's brought up, like, Feyre's talking about the different colors of the eggs, and, you know, how her, um, mind works. So, like, they're the browns, the tans, pale blues, and greens of like all of the eggs. And then a week after meeting, she pulls them into a decrepit barn or the decrepit barn. The. The decrepit, decrepit barn, barn university. <laughs> um, and it, she says like he's the only man that she's been with. Like, and this is like two years ago it started. And it seems like somewhat of a casual relationship. And it's like basically majority of the time, like they don't talk. They just kind of like, you know, do their thing. <laughs> bone if yeah you will. the word i want to say i'm not allowed to say <laughs> <laughs> so usually they don't talk but sometimes like if they it's mentioned like if they do talk it's him the, doing the talking and he talks about like the pressures that his father puts on him um but most more often than they don't talk and she describes it as more of like a release and like a reprieve of like their lives basically than anything else mm-hmm. um and from the book, it says, there was no love between us, never had been. At least what I assumed m- people meant when they talked about love. Yet part of me had sunk when he had said he would soon be married. I wasn't yet desperate enough to ask him to see me after he was wed. Which I'm kind of glad yeah. that she didn't. Because again, we do see both of them like later on when they've both moved on. And he does seem really happy with his wife. Which is good. So, Freyra's... Freyra. Freyra. <laughs> Feyre is still looking at Isaac, so we're back, like, kind of, like, out of her mind. Not out of her mind. You know what I mean. We're back with her in the present. So she's still looking at Isaac, who basically gives her, like, the signal, and he walks off towards their barn. And so then Nesta, like, scoffs, basically, and tells her that they better be taking precautions. So Feyre's response is, uh, it's a little bit late to pretend to care, which is, like, yes, it's a good burn, like, Mm -hmm. Stop it. Mm-hmm. And then, as it turns out, in this universe, both males and females can take a contraceptive brew, which I think is great. That is great. Um, and obviously, Feyre has no money, so she can't afford it. So Isaac takes it. And then I was, like, trying to Google, like, if this was ever, like, a thing. So I was Googling um, contraceptive brews. Don't try any of this. I'm just <laughs> reading from the internet. Okay. If you want to talk Whoa. about contraceptives, talk to a doctor. <gasps> um, so this is from <laughs> this is from Mary Claire, which you know is just like a magazine.com. Mary and it says Claire? fun facts you didn't know about ancient birth control. So again, I don't Marie. know like where their facts are from. It says source for factoids, the contraceptive museum, Case Western Reserve University. What up? Um that's in Cleveland, in case anybody cares. That's why I said that. Women's Healthcare, a practical journey, journal for nurse practitioners. Um, so, anyways. So, it says, uh, a French cave painting from 10,000 BC shows a man wearing a condom during intercourse. Um, Egyptian women inserted the tips of an Acadia shrub, plus dates, cotton, and honey. Body temperature fermented it into ingredient now found in spermicides. No. Interesting. Again, don't Mm -hmm. do these things. No. Um, Another one was a brew of alcohol and dried beaver testicle was used to prevent pregnancy (sighs) during the 1700s. Beaver. May I offer you a cup of beaver testes? (laughs) During World War II, a British company made cervical caps from rubber originally destined... 
or designed, destined That's for destined. hotel flooring. Oh, okay. Interesting. Sir, okay. Women in Constantinople. <laughs> Tiffany? What'd you You're say? You're just like, sir. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming it's like. Um, Which is Istanbul. Yes. <laughs> Women in Constantinople reported using a sponge dipped in lemon juice as a form of birth control. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Foolproof. Let me put some ass in it. Jeez. I hate all of that. Um, <laughs> and then I looked up, like, there's another, this is pbs.org, and this is birth control before the pill. Some methods still used today have their roots in antiquity. Uh, the withdrawal method, a.k.a. the pullout method, <laughs> was recorded in the Bible's book of Genesis. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Egyptian women, we write about that, mixing things with honey, or use animal dung to make vaginal suppositories <gasps> to prevent pregnancy. Oh, no. No. How many infections did they get? Right. Good well, these Lord. people also didn't live very long, you know. Well, that's clearly <laughs> they're shoving stuff places that you ought not be shoving things. <laughs> they're putting animal poop in their <laughs> vagina. Animal. Poop? But I think this just goes to show you that women for thousands of years have been trying have been trying to. not to get pregnant, <laughs> and men still are men. And How I come? don't. I don't remember, like, for sure, but I remember hearing uh, of, like, a trial for men's contraceptive, but they didn't like the side effects, so they stopped doing it. But again, that might not be real, so take that with a grain of salt. Can we also just point out that a woman can birth one child within, well, whatever, a child for a nine-month period, but a man can impregnate impregnate women for the rest of his life all the time? I'm pretty sure it was John. Jacob. No, John Adams <laughs> had. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm feeling it today. <laughs> oh, we talked about this. We talked. I've we've had this conversation multiple times. I feel like one of like a president from like I don't know if it was ago. John Adams, but one of the presidents had a son like in his 70s or 80s who that son had a son in his 70s or 80s that then like was still alive like it was just crazy yeah um it was bananas i just think it should be more like in here either you know we can both take responsibility mm-hmm. it takes two to tango my uh-huh. friend it takes two to make a baby it does um, and this also says the Greeks in the 14th century BC used natural ointments made from or made with olive and cedar oil as spermicides. A popular Roman writer uh, um, advocated abstinence. Womb veils, a 19th century phrase for diaphragms, cervical caps, and condoms, often made from linen or fish intestines, have been in use for centuries. In the 1700s, uh, the famous seducer, seducer. Uh, Giacomo Casanova, Eight. told of using half a lemon rind is a cervical cap. Yeah, let's just do that. Um, Sour. I uh, I just... There's like, there's more in here. It's just fascinating to like know what they did before like... No, totally. Things that are more popular nowadays to use. You um, know what I do like? I was reading through this article that you shared and it, it's the part that says the pill's success. And one thing that I never... Um, that I never really like thought about or appreciated was before the pill, the most popular method was the condom and that was male controlled. So you had to depend on the male to do that. However, the 
the pill was a huge technological advance because it was female controlled, simple to use, highly effective, and most revolutionary of all, it separated reproduction and contraception from the sexual act. And the pill could be taken anytime, anywhere, and without anyone else knowing. So the woman mm-hmm. could control it herself and not have to depend on somebody I th- else. I think what's also important to note is that, like, the pill is not just used for contraceptive either. True. There are people for that sure. need it for yep. a variety of other events. I take it and I'm married to a control woman. And she clearly doesn't need birth control. So. Yep. I need it for, <laughs> for that reason. I yeah. mean, yeah, there are, so lots of, uh, <laughs> there are lots of other reasons to take it. Yeah. I just think it's really, like, uh, obviously I work That's in what, the medical field. So, like, stuff like this is very fascinating to me where, yeah. like, what did they use before we have like it's so like the pill right Lemons now is so poop. well known. Right. We're like, are you on the pill? Kind of a thing. It's like so you people are so used to like saying that. Yeah, Megan. That's one of the things that makes me so upset whenever you hear these stories come out about like Hobby Lobby not offering birth control to their workers under their um insurance policy because it's like like we just said, like there are so many other reasons someone may need birth control than just like you trying to put you know like oh well abstinence is everything and it's like it's literally nothing (laughs) and it yeah and it's like i mean you can need birth control and have that reason have nothing to do with sex and even if it does have to do with sex none of your business so you mean to tell me that somebody that somebody who suffers from cysts has to pay more out of pocket because of your religious beliefs over sex like, it's just it's not right. Crazy. I will say a lot. I feel like in my experience, and I can't say this about everyone, that people making those decisions typically don't know how your body works. Yep, true. you're correct. Though. So very true. It's unfortunate. Which Maybe you shouldn't be making a decision about other people. Then okay, thanks. Bye. Yep. Hmm. Um, going back to the book. So before leaving her sister, she gives them a twenty mark copper, and she tells them that she will see them at home. So I try to Google like. How many coppers? It's like money. <laughs> 20. 20 marks. <laughs> what is money? <laughs> um, and Can so I melt down pennies and sell the copper is I, what so people have asked. I Googled, <laughs> like, how much, how much is a pound of copper pennies worth? And somewhere it's like, so the quantity is like 34 to like 3,366. 3, <laughs> I don't know. Which is like roughly four four forty nine, like four dollars and forty nine. They're gonna say a gallon. I, I I don't I don't know. Um, and this other thing says like new, unused, or uncirculated copper cents weigh about three point one one. Why did I say it like that? Three point eleven grams um, each, or about one hundred and forty five copper pennies per pound. Uh, so I, I it's a lot. I don't know. I was trying to like to figure out money. like how much. How so, much money? Is that lots of money or like not so much money? Seems like not like so she, much money. Not a lot. I So I found this thread on Reddit and it, this is them talking about silver flames and how much Nesta spends on drinking and gambling. And they were asking if anybody has done a deep dive into like how Oh, I'm pretty sure she spent works. thousands of dollars that night that they were like, yes. yeah, done. Yeah. So it says in silver flames, it's mentioned that 500 gold marks is a horrendous sum to spend essentially drinking and gambling. And someone said, I've seen someone once on a deep dive of the Akatar currency and one gold mark equals 20 US dollars. So that would make it $10,000. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but basically, like, how they figured that out was they took the value of something that Feyre had bought and figured out what we would pay in our world and got gold mark value out of that. So, like, it's not perfect, but that's just kind of, like, yeah, what they figured out. Uh, homegirl had some issues. <laughs> so, if that's one gold mark, think, like, silver. Copper is copper. way below that. So, 20 copper. Yeah. I and, mean, like, you're, that's, like, yeah, maybe, like, two bucks. Something like yeah. that. So she gives him the money and then she goes off to get her own, you know? So later, it's now, it's got that little thing when you're reading a book. It's got that little dot. So it's like next part of the mm-hmm. life. Transition, if you will. So later on, they're obviously eating more venison for dinner. Because <laughs> what else do they have? Literally nothing. Dumb, and again, obviously her sisters have spent all of the money, um, not on new shoes or a cloak, because those are too expensive. And she's really not sure what they what they had bought. But Elaine did buy their father a new chisel. Um, Nesta did go out and chop even more wood for them without having to be asked to do it, Megan. And no one <laughs> had another encounter with the children of the blessed. <laughs> but did they have um, an encounter with the children of the blessed? I don't think so. I think they had no encounters um, except her and Tama. No, she didn't have an encounter with him. She had an encounter with Isaac. Hail in the hay. I don't know. Hail, 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 hail. What? That's wrong. Anyways, Vera is uh, was about to bring up Thomas Madre Mandre again. She's like, okay, perfect time. Dad's practically dozing. Maybe I'll say something and he'll pipe up and be like. Don't marry that piece of shit. You're worth more than him. He's garbage. This doesn't happen. Suddenly, I'm going to read the chapter. But there was a roar that half deafened me and my sisters screamed as snow burst into the room and an enormous growling shape appeared in the doorway. And then in my own word, what's up, Tamlin? Can you take us to Reese? We don't appreciate it. Thanks. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. When you say Mandrake, I think of Manray from SpongeBob. <laughs> I think of Mandrake every time. I think of Mandrake yeah. too. Um, okay. So we know that this was planned. Why is he so mad? I, I think that's know. just I think that's just his base. <laughs> <laughs> I think because like maybe he maybe he had lost hope and like didn't think it was gonna because like he's still mad was when he, he gets like, there. Friends with this dude like for real for real because he was using him as bait. So, but like what happened to all the other ones? Didn't they all die? They all died. Yeah, I feel and like so, at like, this is, point it might be somebody that he cared about because like they were running out of people to send. But, like, even that, though, like, what did it do with all those people that killed the, were none of them women? Or was it, could he fall in love with a man? I mean, that could happen. I don't know. That's true. I don't think it's gender related. Did the, but, like, what is the, what did it, how, word. (laughs) I'm trying to remember if she specifically says, like, you need to find a female to fall in love with you with, like, hate in her heart. Or does it say, like, you need to find someone? That's what I mean. Because, like, Uh, what did he do with all the other people that killed his people? Maybe they were bros. Maybe it says lady. Bros. Or maybe it's just it didn't count because maybe that's not his orientation. I don't. Know. I mean, you could be. You're. I'm, you're not wrong. I mean, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just wondering yeah. what happened to all those other people. Or maybe he knew when he looked at her. He's like, "Ooh, you hate me." <laughs> and then she's like, "Yeah, I do. Give me to Reese. We like him." 
Send me to I reason. Feel like, I feel like he's angry at this point because he probably thinks that that's going to be the only way to get her to do what he wants. Yeah, but like he's still mad too when he like gets to yeah, his house. Yeah, he's like a grouchy he's a-hole. He's Richard. Oh, I could say dick on this, can I? He's a class A dick. Yes. <laughs> or would you say class D because it's dick. D for dick. <laughs> Big D. Say dick again. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> He's a dick. How would you spell that? D Y Y Y C K. Two D's. He's thick. Two D's. The dick. He's a dick. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I will tell you what I am going to do after this. I am going to put on the audiobook and I'm going to figure out taste. this Tomas, Tom, <laughs> Thomas situation. I'm sure it's Thomas. I don't know why I read Tomas. I read Tomas too. Well, know. it's not just you, which is why I need to know. I think and we need to figure out blessed and blessed. Yeah. Um, it said, it was all a cruel joke, a clever punishment to Amarantha. You humans. Humans? <laughs> what are you, a dog? You humans loathe and fear fairies so much, uh, it would be impossible. Impossible for that same girl who slaughtered a fairy in cold blood to then fall in love with one. But the spell on Tamlin could only be broken if she did just that before the 49 years were over. If that girl said to his face that she loved him and meant it with her entire heart, Amarantha knows human beings, except it's just as humans, are preoccupied with beauty and thus bound the mask to all of our faces to his face so that it would be more difficult to find a girl willing to look beyond the mask, beyond his fairy nature, and to the soul beneath. Yeah. Yeah, and the wiki so, yeah. it does say woman. Well, what, what if Tamlin was like, I'm gay, we're all screwed. Sorry, guys. I, I think that I think it I feel like whatever curse would just go for whatever you're into. I mean, uh, I would whoever hope so. you're into. Well, you know? What if you what if you're not in anybody? Yeah. Then everybody dies. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Unfortunate>. <laughs> All right. Am I doing this little ditty? Yep. Okay. Little ditty. About KT and all the other hosts on this podcast. <laughs> 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 oh, you can find your hosts. On Instagram, myself and Meg are at the Petrus family. Tiffany is at tiffswish underscore flick. And Sarah is at O'Malley. That's with three H's. That's a... (laughs) Thank you for that. You're welcome. As always, thank you for listening and for your support. We appreciate you so much. So take care and remember, only you can decide what breaks you. 